Hello, and welcome to Banking on Business with Sean Bisht. On today's podcast, I'll be talking with Stephen Ardorno, currently working at Goldman Sachs in the wonderful state of Utah. Today, I'll be talking with him on various topics, such as his influences, why he got into his chosen industry, and what lies ahead of him for the future. This is Banking on Business. Welcome back to today's episode on banking on business. Uh, Stephen, thank you for making the time to join me. I appreciate you coming. I'm glad to be here, Sean. Nice, nice. That's great. And uh, how are things in Utah? I understand that you were in Texas for a while and then you moved to Utah for to work at Goldman Sachs. How's the move and how's that been going? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different over here. Um, I would have to say, you know, living in Dallas most of my life, uh, seeing mountains every morning in Utah is definitely a nice sight. I got into some hobbies like hiking and, you know, rock climbing that I probably wouldn't have done in Dallas. So, uh, so far, you know, the move's been good. I, I did not really know the beauty of Utah and how much, and all the fun stuff you can do here. That's cool. That's cool. That's great. I think uh, the nature definitely helps take, make the move easier. I'm sure in Dallas, it's just city, 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 but if you have nice and environments to go to be in, I think that's pretty cool. You do rock climbing. Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, not every weekend, of course, um, but it is something that I, I picked up recently and and it's fun. It's definitely a great workout and I highly recommend it to anybody. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Well, thanks. Thanks again for making the time to join me. For the viewers out there, Stephen, like he said, you know, he's been working, he's been in Dallas all his life and then he moved to Utah for the opportunity to work at Goldman Sachs. So today I'll be talking with him about what went into making a decision? Because that is obviously not an easy decision in terms of physically moving to another area to work for a different company, regardless of what situation you're in. So I think the first question that I have for you is, how was the move to Utah in terms of kind of understanding what, what lay in front of you in terms of career? Did you have a strong idea where you immediately like, yes, I want to move or did it take some time to understand that decision? And how was it? How's it been paying off? Yeah, uh, let me just start off with saying at first, it wasn't my intention to, you know, move to a different state. You know, I love Texas. So ideally, I wanted to stay in Texas. But, um, you know, with with the you know job opening at Goldman Sachs, you know, the only position was that was available was in Utah. And I, you know, talked to my family about about it. And they said that, um, you know, it would be good for me in the, in the long term to to, you know, explore living in a different state and living on my own. But, you know, like in terms of, you know, now that I'm here, I'm more open to, you know, either staying, of course, long term in Utah, or, you know, if there comes one day a better opportunity for me in a different state, like New York, you know, um, I'd be willing to make that jump one day as well. So it it's, appears to me that making the move to Utah now at such an early age, not early, but um, early in your career, I think that's kind of opened up opportunities and doors for you to work elsewhere, which I think is pretty good, right? That's a really good payoff. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And how has it been working at Goldman Sachs? I'm sure we've heard a lot of different things in terms of how it's, you know, the work hours or the prestige and everything. So what is it like working at one of these kind of companies? I mean, let me, I'm just going to be completely transparent. I didn't know what to expect. I knew Goldman Sachs had has a culture of excellence. But, you know, it's one thing graduating from college 
right? And you're used to, you know, a more rigid structure, right? And then when you go to Goldman Sachs and, you know, you, you have to apply everything you learned in school to the job, but you also have to learn, you know, it, I, I, would, I would relate it to having a fire hydrant, you know, like blown in your mouth and you just have to absorb all the knowledge and, and really every day you're just <laughs> learning something new. So there is a lot of expectation. There is, you know, there is pressure. I'm not going to lie to you, but I, I would, I would say that it's not, you know, as hard as I guess, you know, because the Goldman Sachs has a reputation of being one of the more uh, stressful uh, companies to work for, but it really, really isn't because the people are great. They're out there, you know, really wanting you to succeed, excuse me, can't speak today, but they want you to succeed, you know, and also for me, the first thing I did when I got there was to get a mentor because I didn't know what to expect. And I was afraid. I was like, I need a mentor and I need someone to help me navigate these waters. So, um, so far Goldman Sachs, you know, I've been surviving for, you know, <laughs> I say surviving, but I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been doing well, uh, for a year now and, you know, hopefully many more to come. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear because I'm sure a lot of us get overwhelmed for the first time in, in, when there's a new situation where there's something new ahead of us. And um, I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you're getting this experience pretty early and you're getting exposed to all these things and certainly working for Goldman Sachs, right? I mean, for any company, really, it's not like we're putting these companies on a pedestal or anything, but definitely working for a company known for providing like a really good um, education and really good job experience, it can be very daunting. And I think that serves for any company out there when you're working for the first time, things are different between school and job. And that's something that I'm very glad to see that you've kind of started, you've kind of gone through that. So that's pretty good. Kudos to you. What are some tips? Because, you know, as we know, going through, going to work for a company, that's kind of a no-brainer if you have like certain decisions in front of you but what are some tips out there for people who are making it on your own so like currently are you living with someone are you living alone Um, no i'm uh i am living with a roommate um and i guess some of the tips i would have for anyone of course uh moving to a different state you know that they're not familiar with and also um you know if they're working at you know a company in this case goldman sachs um the first tip would be um like i said find a mentor right um and that can be of course either your manager that could just be an associate um in your team that just has been there uh, for a couple of years and knows the ropes um and really the second tip you know to piggyback on that would be to network um goldman sachs uh has a culture of really wanting to um meet with uh you know co-workers outside of work um whether that's you know for you know, going to a bar or going out to dinner or, you know, uh, maybe they'll invite you on the weekends to, you know, go, like I said, rock climbing or doing whatever, um, you know, is popular around the area. Uh, I would say take advantage of that. Uh, don't be antisocial. <laughs> you know, right. It, no, I'm it, sure it, that's I'm sure that's very important, especially in a company that promotes it seemingly promotes a lot of interaction. So that would be a disadvantage. Yeah. And I, and I would say, you know, uh, be transparent. You know, um, I recently had a, a catch up, you know, with my my manager because um, she came to to the Salt Lake office from New York for a week. And, oh, that's cool. And, and so I would recommend just being honest. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of times uh, people like to be under the radar. Uh, they think that, hey, you know, as long as I'm not messing up, but I'm not really, you know, putting myself out there, I'll be good. Um you know, I'm not going to lie. I did that at first uh, just because I, I wanted to get the, the feel of how things work at Goldman. But um, 
my mentor told me like, Hey, no, they like, this is a culture that they expect transparency. So if you're struggling, like tell your manager, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm not good at this. I need help. Um, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and, you know, most managers will work with you, you know, like they, they, they'd rather you like admit that you're drowning than you know, pretend that everything's okay. You know? So, um, so yeah, those were, those would be the tips I would have for anyone uh, of course, coming to a new state and also uh, working uh, at a at a prestigious company. That's pretty good. I think that's really solid advice. Getting to know people, getting to know people outside of work is definitely something cool. And getting getting people in a, especially in a new environment or a new company or a new state in your case, I think that's really important to do because it is very easy to kind of not sulk, but it is very easy to kind of depend on yourself for a bit. But it looks, I'm glad to see that it looks like, I mean, in any company, right? Any good company will be making sure that you're okay, that you're not overwhelmed, that you're not, you know, like you said, drowning. But that's very good to hear. And I think um, a lot of the people out there, if you are re- if you are facing struggles or anything, you know, reach out. And I'm pretty sure no company, right? No company is going to say, oh, you know, good luck, bye, right? Uh, and I think it's very important for people to understand that you can always ask. But definitely when you're moving somewhere new, establish yourself, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and help will come your way. So that's pretty cool. Going back to your mentorship, right? Mentorship is pretty important. I think we can all agree that having a mentor is very important to us. And mm. in what ways has a mentor really helped you? That's, um, and I know you've already talked about that, but like in what ways or how can you obtain or meet such a person that can help you in these kind of scenarios? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll answer that question in two parts. Uh, the first would be, um how to meet that person right um i'm not gonna lie i'm more of a introvert at heart you are know, we all <laughs> are we all yeah basically we all are you know being in the team i had to learn to get out of my comfort zone and be be the person that i thought i never could be right and i know that sounds weird but i had to learn to become that guy that initiates the conversation you know because I'll, I, at least for me and maybe maybe you might agree with this as well i believe like you know we expect people to do the work right and like somebody else to do the work and come to us when it comes to initiating a relationship and if you go in with that mindset most of the time it's not going to happen you have to become that person and honestly you know when i became that person i would say around the third month second month at least i it actually worked to my favor because you know they thought <laughs> when i talked to them they said we thought you didn't like us because you didn't really you know try to reach out to us you didn't really like try to really? talk to us. You, it was only yeah they, they like you know it, it was funny because they actually thought because I was so quiet and I was just only focused on like, you know, doing well in the job that I, I, I really just like secretly hated them, <laughs> which was not the case. But when I actually, you know, made the effort to ask them about like their life, you know, their family, like, you know, where they came from, you know, what led them to Goldman, you know, just really getting to know them and build that relationship, you know, outside of work, just getting to know them as a human being. That's when, you know, they were like, hey, like, you know, it's your first month here. It's your second month here. We like you. Do you want me to be your mentor? And I and I was like, yes, please. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but you you offered first, right? So, um, you know, so that's how it would happen or, or how you would make that happen. And then the second part to your question, you know, what they've personally done for me. One was, 
two ways i would say emotionally you know you know it was still hard for me to be away from my family so i did have a homesickness so they did invite me to vets and stuff like that and they talked to me and i'm talking about like when we were at work we would just talk for hours so while while doing work we would have you know side conversations so you know feeling more of a friendship at work and actually feeling like i had an extended family at goldman was one way they helped you know mentor me in that sense and also spending the time outside of work to continue teaching me concepts you know, within finance that I wasn't really grasping, you know, because the global markets division for me was something I didn't really understand. Like I, I knew the basics of finance, you know, with, you know, you know, all the classes that I took in UT Dallas, but, you know, Goldman Sachs, you know, in the division I did, I was like, oh, I don't, or I do. I'm like, I don't, I've never really heard of this stuff or I don't, I don't know how all this works. Like, I just need more time to really understand it so they sat down with me for hours on end and, and really you know teaching me like I was a five-year-old I was like yo teach me like I'm a five-year-old and 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 help me like truly understand this uh because my my job is more client facing so I need to know what I'm talking about so that way clients can feel you know at at ease with uh with the information I'm providing them that's really cool I think that's a very honest thing that you're talking about and it's interesting actually when you mentioned that your colleagues like got the weird impression of you and of course it's nobody's fault right I mean in this day and age when we're very front-facing right it is very easy I think I'm I'm not sure if you've heard or anybody in marketing out there knows that nowadays it's like a first second impression right so within the first second of meeting somebody, people are already making uh, assumptions about you. So to be honest, to be very open and to like uh, ask for help and everything, I think that's really cool. And, that, and that's that only happens in environments that are like fostering good work environments. I think that's good. And, and, and it seems to me you're in an environment where that kind of thing is encouraged. Um, and that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to understand and see. And mentors, and I think a lot of the misconceptions, maybe you may have had a misconception as you may have heard of these as well, is that mentors are very hard to get, meaning you have to like cold connect, cold call. But it seems like nowadays it is very, if you just have to ask, ask and ye shall receive. I think that's a, that seems to be the case in terms of uh, getting a good mentor. And once you have one, you know, it makes things a lot easier, especially if you're in a new company or if you're in a new environment. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to talk about. I'm glad you found one and I'm glad things are going well. Shifting into some of the other things. So we've talked about how you made the move to Utah, how you're doing at Goldman Sachs. You have a good mentor. But what are some of the things that, uh, what are some of your hobbies? Because the reason why I'm asking this is because hobbies define, don't necessarily define a person, I should not say, but they do help um, build a personality, right? So depending on what you do, I know you talked about rock climbing that you do occasionally, you go mm-hmm. for events and everything, but what are some of the other hobbies that you either do by yourself, you do with people? Uh, what makes you you and what makes you tick? Um, I would say another hobby that I enjoy doing um, is playing basketball. Um, I'm not going to lie, growing up, uh, I did, you know, mixed martial arts for for many years. Oh, nice. But I always... But I always um, I always wanted to be the kid that was on the basketball team or the soccer team. So um, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie here. I, you know, am self-teaching myself um, how to play basketball, um, you know, how to, you know, dribble like Kyrie Irving, how to shoot like Steph Curry, all that stuff. Um, because, you know, I, I, I definitely have, um, you know, time after work and, you know, on the weekends. And, and one of my hobbies now is to, you know, play a pickup basketball game, you know, at Sugar House Park in Utah. Um, with a bunch of strangers and, and, you know, build conversations, um, you know, and work on my social skills through basketball. So uh, that's one hobby. And honestly, this might be a surprise to you, Sean, but, you know, I'm trying to create, uh, you know, 
songs. You know, for me, you know, when when you're working more hours than the average American, you feel like you don't really get many opportunities to express yourself creatively, right? Um, so for me, I like to you know write poems. I like to make songs. Oh, um, uh, so nice. So that's, we got that's a mini, little, we got a little Shakespearean kind of thing going on here. Yeah, and and so those were like I said, those were things that I never did in Dallas, and and you really? know, and I and I felt like you know once I I came to Utah and and you know you're away from your your Dallas friends, your Texas friends, um, you know, you just, you want other outlets to, you know, express your creativity, you know, um, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah. So basketball um, and songwriting, those are my two, ha- two, <laughs> two hobbies so far right now. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, many more will come as time passes. Hey, I mean, it's um, it's a it's a time for new things, and I think especially going through the pandemic, that is something that doesn't surprise anybody. I think that's a, that's a pretty good set of hobbies. You know, I mean, you become more of an explorer. You're exploring new avenues that you may have not thought possible had you been in your comfort zone. Things such as you know, building your social skills in basketball, writing. These are all creative habits that they don't just appear out of nowhere. And I think I know that because I've been also trying to like, not trying, but I sometimes am able to write or I find things to do creatively. These Mm. things, you, you cannot force them, right? You cannot like sit down one day and say, and I've done this multiple times. I used to write screenplays. Uh, for like you know films or tv shows that i would like to do and it's very and it's very difficult if you try and force it out like oh i'm going to force myself to write like a 30 page screenplay by the end of this weekend chances are you're not going to make it right and even if you do the the product is not going to be genuine so for you to say that you've developed these hobbies that's pretty cool and that's pretty interesting to me because that shows that maybe getting out of your comfort zone actually is good for you and it is right because generally you're like held down by what you thought was only possible in one area but i'm very glad to hear that that's very cool and that's a very interesting thing about you going on going off that right going off this creativity side one of the questions that i have for you is what is like a book movie a song or something that has impacted you in a certain way professionally or personally and this can be anything this could be a piece of pop culture this can be something from the 1800s it could be anything far in between it cannot be just one if you have multiple that you feel affect you you know please list them out and what are some things what are some things that you know get you going or get your mood groove going i sounded like an 80s dj there by saying no no that (laughs) that was that was great i love that so i guess when it comes to um you know a book because i think i I have something for everything you said um you know i I read a book called grendel i don't know if you know the story of basically grendel's this monster he he goes through many different philosophical philosophical excuse me points of view throughout the story right like first he begins as like an agnostic i mean excuse me an atheist then agnostic then he becomes a nihilist and and the reason why i bring up that book is because you know at goldman sachs there's so much diversity right so many you know different points of views you know and backgrounds that i realized more of how close-minded i was right like in my little own in my own world in a bubble and when I, you know, worked at a you know, place at Goldman and I'm, you know, constantly conversing with people with, you know, from different backgrounds of life, you know, it really expanded me and grew me as a person because I now understand them better. I understand their, you know, points of view, whether that's, you know, their religious views or political views, um, philosophical views, all that stuff. So I, Grendel, for me, was something that kind of helped me kind of be more open to different ideas. Um, when I when I first before I even came here so that was a book I read in high school but I still reread it just because of how much I love it and then I guess for a song I'm not gonna lie 
<laughs> I only bring up this song. Give it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm waiting to hear it. <laughs> um, it was so I'm I'm not really like heavy into into rap, right? But I knew when I when I came, my team made. Uh, I won't say his name. I'll just call him Mark. Um, sure, no problem. Mark Mark was you know. I, he was joking around with me because he heard, he saw my playlist while I'm working. Because and fun fact, at Goldman, when you're when you're working, you are allowed to you know listen to music while you're working. So nice. Um, that's a, that's it, a good sign of a work environment. I like it. Right. So so I'm here listening to music, and <laughs> you know he looks at my playlist, and I'm not gonna lie, I was I was listening to like I think it was Lady Gaga or Miley Cyrus. Hey, no judgment. Was, we all I went was, through that phase, and I was I'm still was, going. Through- I'm still going through that phase. So hey, he was like, let's go. hey man, your uh, your music game needs some elevating. So you know, he went <laughs> and and this and, and this comes with the mentorship, right? Like you know, it, it the mentorship, hopefully, ideally, if you wanted to, evolves into an actual friendship, right? So he was just blunt with me, and he was like, your your music is trash. <laughs> so he was like, wow. He, he was like, he was like, come here, man. I I have you know, let me share my playlist with you. And you know the first song on his um, on his list was you won't know these people because I didn't even know they exist on planet Earth, but it's called the Internet or their name is called the Internet and the song is called Special Affair. I was like, oh my gosh, like I I've never heard of this, but I but I love it, right? And and to me that song just represents you know and just like the book being open to different people's you know points of views to their to their opinions all that stuff and to their in this case musical taste it might elevate your game up and grow you as a person and you know um, I think. You know, at least for me, I wasn't trying to really change much as a person. Right. When I first started, like, you know, you're comfortable with who you are uh, when you start working. You know, like my plan originally was just, yo, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to, you know, be good at it and then, you know, rinse and repeat. Right. But, you know, when you when you actually are, you know, talking to people and you actually are open, then you end up having this this relationship of giving and taking. Right. You give them your, you know, like views and life and everything. And then they give you yours and then you both grow as people. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's really uh, great to hear. It looks like even if it comes down to a song, right, that can change your whole perspective. And I think that's pretty neat. Um, again, like getting to know people and getting exposed to different things. It seems to work a lot. So, and what was the song called again? It's called, it's by the internet. It's called Special Affairs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> nice. I think, okay. I think you'll like it. Listen to it after this. <laughs> All right. You know, exactly. That's why I asked. I said, okay, I'm going to load it up on Spotify, see how it goes. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, that's pretty good. And I think that's really interesting. You know, like, I mean, even if it comes down to something, I think when people are looking for change, it can be as simple as changing the songs that they listen to or meeting new people. It's really not as complicated as I think maybe many people kind of build that for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as soon, But as soon as you do it, right, it's a uphill, not uphill climb. It's like a snowball effect, right? You, you definitely start expressing yourselves in a different way uh, you learn things differently and that's that's pretty cool i'm glad to hear that so all the viewers out there uh what was the book called by it's grendel by oh let me that's oh my gosh i actually forget the author i'm literally looking it up right now give me one second okay. no that's okay that's okay. <laughs> oh it's by uh john gardner john gardner so grendel by john gardner and the song is special the affair by the internet. by the internet yes yeah i'm definitely ordering those two um <laughs> going back so going to the next um kind of phase so we talked about what your business side is right we talked about who you are as a business person who you are as a human what your personality is like this next 
third phase, right, of the interview is basically about the future. Because a lot of the times, a lot of people say, don't look at the future, don't look at the past, focus on the present. That's why it's called the present. And I'm sh- I think I watched a show called Ted Lasso and he mentions that. And I thought that's like the oldest thing in the book, but it is true, right? The present is very important, but you should also have goals for the future. So the next phase is dedicated to what you think, what are your goals? So the first thing I have to ask is as a person, right? So this is, we're the next generation essentially, right? I mean, mm. uh, the next generation is technically people who come after us, but for many, we are just starting out, right? We're 22, 23, we're in our early twenties, right? And we still have our whole life ahead of us. And there are many things that we can do, many impacts and changes that we can make. So what is one thing, what is one goal that you have that you feel you can affect the world in a positive way? Like what is one thing that you feel like you can contribute to the world? It can be a skill set. It can be a company. It could be a product idea. It could be your ideals. You know, it could be anything. What is one thing that you feel like you can provide to the next generation or you can help affect the world in a better way? Uh, I would say probably my time, right? Um, Okay, that's a pretty good answer. I think um, right now I'm in the phase of my life where I'm still learning, right? And, you know, when it comes to Goldman Sachs, right, I've only been here for a year, but, you know, I, I didn't, I forgot to mention this, um, but they do have resources, sure. right, to increase your knowledge when it comes to your skills. And let's okay. say, for example, you're like, I don't know, in the uh, asset management division, but you're like, hey, I want to go into investment banking, right? They have uh, what they call Goldman Sachs University, which is uh, like, you, you basically know what like LinkedIn uh, gold is, right? And how they give you- uh, Oh, LinkedIn learning, link- right? Yeah, LinkedIn learning, right. Right, right, right. So Goldman Sachs has its, that, its version of that uh, where, you know, it has different topics and then they have videos and, you know, uh, tests and stuff that you can do to, you know, brush up on your skills, like all the stuff that you basically did in, in, in college, but like to a higher level, you know, and it's, it's free for, for any Goldman Sachs employee, right? So- Oh, nice. So it's like uh, internal training- environment exactly uh, internal training environment exactly so uh for me you know i can't i feel like i can't really offer my my skills when it comes to finance to the world yet because i'm not a i, I don't consider myself a true professional yet i would say you know in your early 20s you're still finding yourself you're still of course you know most people are you know changing jobs switching jobs trying to see what they really want to do and then you know stay locked in and focused on that um so i can't really give my skills to the world but i can give it you know my time right so right now uh, within Goldman Sachs, uh, there's a thing called Community Teamworks, which is uh, a volunteer program where you know you literally go onto the website, you click sign up. You know, there's there's different you know projects, right? So I signed up this Thursday to uh, work on building a garden for like a local neighborhood, and oh, that's just like nice. that's a whole day affair, right? And then there's you know different things like uh, I'm pretty sure there was a project the same day for for going to an actual camp you know and and like carpeting like the floors of the of the cabins and 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 repainting them because they're pretty old apparently you know just doing things like that i never really got to volunteer uh much growing up um because i was you know focused on on my studies and and you know martial arts so i for me you know giving my time to the community and, and trying to make at least in this situation utah the local area a better place uh through those projects i think that's what i can give back to the world so to speak that's cool that's really good i think um having a good sense of volunteering opportunities right especially if it is encouraged so it's not all about just working 
everybody no. out there listening. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not even about just living. It is about contributing, finding some way to do that. So I think that's really cool that you have something called like, uh, like you have a garden, you have these kind of opportunities to give back because even though, right, they're small and no one, like small in the sense, like they're like small steps, right? I mean, mm. those are the things that eventually build into habits, right? I mean, no one came into this world immediately with an idea of what they want to do, right? Or how they want to, Uh, go about their life. No, you were just concentrating on putting one foot in front of the other, trying to stand up, right? So everybody has, everybody has a small steps to take. And for you to have these opportunities, that's pretty good. And I think that speaks a lot about your character and who you are as a person. So that's really cool. That's a really interesting thing. The last thing I have to talk to you about before we wrap up is what are some resources or tips that you have for people with continued learning? Now, when I say continued learning, I know we've talked about Goldman Sachs University. We've talked about the different opportunities that we have, that you have in terms of volunteering, in terms of mentorship, growing and learning. But what are some things that maybe people don't know about? What are some tips and tricks? And the reason I say this is could be, it could be general, it could be specific. Um, it could be anything that you wanted to. To be, but what are some tips or tricks that you have for people who are wanting to, who are wanting some motivation? I think that's a better way, wanting to motivate themselves to continue to learn. Because as we know, learning is not a end all be all. There's always something new to learn, and there's always something new to act like a sponge to gain more experience or use the fire hydrant um, example that you used earlier. So, what are some tips that you have for people out there who may want to continue learning? Yeah, I mean, I would say, um, you know, one of the ways I've still tried to, um, stay like a kid in a sense and and keep absorbing is, you know, of course, one, take advantage of the resources that are given to you. Um, Because apparently, you know, uh, when I was talking to other uh, of my friends that work at different companies, right? Like JP Morgan has their own little internal server where they have, you know, their own little university thing. So does City Bank. So, you know, of course, that's number one, take advantage of the resources that are given to you. Number two, in my situation, so I would, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that most people um, that want to enter in finance are going to have a similar uh, situation as myself. I would say get into podcasts. Um, you know, you can't really, you know, at Goldman, because you're so busy, you can't like sit in front of your phone and, and actually watch a, uh, you know, a YouTube video um, and, and, you know, take notes uh, during the day, keeping your mind absorbing knowledge through podcasts while you're working. Uh, I would say that's that's one way I stay motivated. And also, you know, the days can be long, right? So, you know, you don't have to be like listening to a finance podcast for 12 hours straight. But, you know, if you're like, you know, in the later part of your day and, and things are becoming a little more relaxed and you have an hour to spare, you know, uh, listening to a finance podcast to, you know, develop your knowledge when it comes to real estate um, and all that stuff. Or, you know, I'm only saying real estate because I, I'm, I'm trying to like get into that. <laughs> that's yeah, a different no, conversation that's... for another day, right? But uh, I'm trying to get into that. So, you know, of course, those podcasts and then also staying motivated. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm, I'm going to reinforce the the idea of relationships a lot here because you know, one of my other coworkers on my team, you know, he's heavily into, you know, uh, the stock market, you know, cryptocurrency, all that stuff. And I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I know like absolutely nothing about it. Right. But I ask him and he talks to me about it. He gives me tips and stuff. And, and so, you know, I, I would say really, you know, be curious about the people you work with because, you know, a lot of what they say, I didn't think I was really interested in before, but when they talk to me about it and they show me how passionate, you know, they are about it, and all that stuff, it makes me want to go, you know, after work and just Google and, and do all my research about it and to see if, you know, it's something I would want to explore as well. And, and you know, when I said real estate before, uh, one of my other coworkers, there's like three of them, um, was telling me about real estate and how he owns, he owns his own properties and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, man, like, can you tell me more about that? You know, like, how does all that work? 
Um, and now, you know, I'm thinking later on in the future, you know, I might, you know, uh, invest in real estate as well, just like he did. Uh, those are a few of the tips I would say. Just really take advantage of the time that you have, right? Like don't, don't, you know, stay focused and don't get distracted. Um, and, and also be patient with yourself, right? You know, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming that maybe the people listening to this would probably be around our age or maybe a little bit younger. Um, and I think one thing I noticed uh, is a lot of people want to rush to their final destination pretty quickly. Um, and I think you have to just take a step back. And like you said, you know, you know, one step at a time, be patient, you know, talk to people. Wow, Stephen, that was some really good advice. And I'm hope the viewers out there, anyone out there who's listening, regardless if you're in the finance, or if you're in any kind of industry, these tips are definitely useful for anybody out there. Uh, no matter where you are in the world, or no matter where you are at your career, there's always something new to learn. And hopefully today's episode had has given you that kind of perspective and a newfound understanding of what goes into this. So thank you again, Stephen. Really appreciated your time coming on here out of your busy schedule, even though it is a Sunday afternoon. Is there any last minute words or anything that you want to say before we wrap up? Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And for the most part, yeah, you know, I guess my biggest point is be patient with yourself, um, explore and just stay curious, you know, and, and, and remember life is about people. So you never know, you might find your passion just by, you know, talking to a coworker or, you know, something of that nature. So yeah, that's the best advice I have to give. That's great. That's really sound advice. Something that I will take to heart, including the book and the song choice that you suggested earlier. Um, thank you very much, Stephen, again, for coming on to this show. And thank you out there for the viewers. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Banking on Business. It has been a pleasure. And I wish you all the best of the rest of the week and have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.